This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. We still think that harvest lows and grains are behind us and the longer-term trend is turning higher again. So the question is raised, how far might corrections go? Retracement levels on this last push higher would come into play at 528 and then 523 in December corn, while the November soybeans would be 1217 and then 1208. Ironically, a setback in energy prices was partially blamed on the weather, or rather the latest winter forecast. We also saw prices for palm oil and canola suddenly sell off sharply after making new highs early, and that bled into the soybean oil market. So how did the winter weather forecast pressure energy by hitting it lower than normal demand for heating oil? The National Weather Service predicted two-thirds of the United States will see above-average temperatures from December through February, while the Pacific Northwest and Southern Alaska will likely get colder than usual. The Midwest, Northwestern states, and Hawaii should expect above-normal precipitation, while the South will have less. Thursday's weekly export sales were actually quite outstanding for corn and soybeans, but you'd never guessed it from the market sell-off. Corn was riding the coattails of a higher wheat market on Friday. The Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations issued a major statement, noting the continued rise in global food prices has reached a 10-year high and is likely to continue. The FAO cited rising grain and vegetable oil prices as key drivers, It acknowledged that even though global cereal production in 2021 will be record large, it will be outpaced by consumption. Among other highlights of the report, among major cereals, wheat will be the focus in coming weeks, as demand needs to be tested against fast-rising prices. Rising use of wheat for livestock feed earlier in the year had been a contributing factor, but higher prices will cool that now. World vegetable oil prices are up 60% for the year, led by palm oil on intense demand and chronic harvest labor shortages in Malaysia. A surge in global crude oil prices is feeding demand for biodiesel. None of this is a surprise to those of us in the ag sector. What makes the FAO report newsworthy is that it gives credibility and support for the view among investors and trading funds that commodities have value as a hedge against inflation particularly when the focus is on inflation in food prices, by an agency with global reach like the UNFAO. Combined global yields of major grain crops appear to have leveled out in the past few years. U.S. planted acreage may have reached a ceiling. Further cropland growth would need to occur primarily in South America, Africa, and the Black Sea region. On the cattle, ranchers from across the country raised over $300 million to build a slaughterhouse in Nebraska. They were featured in a Fox News report special on problems with insufficient packer capacity plaguing U.S. cattle producers. Construction of the new sustainable beef slaughterhouse will start this fall on 400 acres of land in Nebraska. Rusty Camp, a Nebraska rancher, launched an effort to build a sustainable beef plant because the price of cattle, despite the rising cost of meat in grocery stores, continues to lose share of the consumer dollar. The share of every dollar spent on food that goes to ranchers has gone from 35 cents in the 1970s to just 14 cents today. He says that we've been complaining about it for 30 years. It's probably time somebody does something about it. 
The group plans to market its product both domestically and internationally. The Biden administration announced last month that the United States Department of Agriculture will provide $1.4 billion to smaller meat producers hurt by rising meat prices during the pandemic. Comstock senior analyst Dan Matternack interviewed several USDA officials administering the plan to offer $700 million or more in grants and guaranteed loans to similar ventures that expand the nation's meat processing capacity while spreading ownership among farmers and farm communities. Highlights of his interview were is that assistance isn't confined to beef processing. It also applies to grassroots ventures in pork, poultry, and turkeys as well. The assistance goes beyond physical plants. It's available for business planning, counsel for marketing and distribution, and workforce development. That even includes trucks, so long as the trucks are owned by the plant. USDA would encourage and welcome collaboration with local and state economic development agencies who partner with investment groups to explore local and regional ventures in processing. To counter packers with lot grips on retailer shelf space, digital retailing such as Omaha Steaks would be encouraged. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunity, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.